text uh, calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our epistle reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and especially these words. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The human eye has often been referenced as one of the many marvels of God's creation. In one way, there are at all times so many things going on in the human eye that one could study it their whole life and yet not master everything that can be known. And yet, on the other hand, when the eye is working well, it works rather simply and beautifully, focusing on exactly what is needed to be seen in the moment. The church, too, we are told, is God's creation. It also is both complex in design in one way, and yet it is perfectly arranged in order to be able to accomplish the things which God has created it to do. <clears throat> The epistle reading for today focuses us in on the ways in which God has crafted his church. It talks to us about how God within that church has given to various people differing gifts. And these gifts that are given to each person are not given to them first and foremost in order that they might feel good about themselves because they do something particularly well. Instead, they are chiefly given, we are told in our text, for the benefit of the common good. Put another way, God gives us these gifts in order that they might serve others, especially those of us here in the church. These gifts are meant to be a blessing to the body of Christ as a whole and to each one of us who is a member of it. And when we read words today about God giving different gifts to different people for his purposes, we all know that these words are true. We understand them to be true when we look in a mirror or also when we look down the pew today. There are some people that are very naturally gifted at one thing, while the person sitting next to them is not so gifted at that same thing. However, that person sitting next to them might be able to do something that the other person sitting next to them would wilt at even thinking about doing. And the fact that not everyone has all of these gifts, well, that is not a sign of sin, but rather it is a sign of God's design. In this case, those that don't have particular gifts, it's not simply because they failed to use the things that God has given to them. Instead, it's that they were given other gifts in order that God might fulfill the needs of the church in the time and place when they were living. Yes, indeed, God always knows just what his church needs, and he gives gifts based on that knowledge. If you think about it, even when we talk about a sports team, we might want to say that everyone on that sports team needs a little advanced athleticism in order to be the member of the team. But on any team, if you simply had everyone try to do every task or think that everyone was good at every task, well, then your team would likely be a failure. A basketball team, well, it needs a guard that can dribble past the competition. 
It needs a defender that can dart in and make that steal, and it needs a good post player that can bring down the rebound. A baseball team, at least if the general manager has done his job well, will have one guy that will be able to knock it over the wall with great consistency, but they'll recognize they also need someone who can just hit the single just when it is needed. A soccer team will need someone to pound that ball right into the corner of the net. But they're also going to need someone with fast enough feet to get them in a position where they can actually take that shot. Yes, yeah, so also it is in the church. There are various needs that require various gifts. In a time when there is a particularly difficult situation to deal with, it is good when there is someone in the congregation who has been granted great wisdom, who can speak to that situation in a particularly profound way. At other times, what is needed is just someone who has knowledge in their head, that can sort of remember everything that has gone on in order that the work of the church can continue. At other times, a leader is needed, someone that people will follow in order that other work of Christ might be accomplished. And that person who seems to have that simple and steady trust in the Lord, regardless of what's going on in their life, well, that can be a particular blessing for all in the church to behold. Yes, God gives gifts just where he knows they are needed. In the history of the church, God has even at times given some rather pretty spectacular gifts to particular individuals in the church. We're told in our text that at particular times he gave gifts of healing and prophecy, the ability to speak in tongues and to interpret those tongues. He gave those gifts because in those days those gifts served the common good. And there's no doubt in our day and age, God gives gifts to his people today that simply were not needed back in the first century days. Thankfully, he knows what we need and he provides it. Yes, the point simply remains this. God gifts people in particular ways in order that they might bless everyone within the church. We know this by experience. But we are confirmed in knowing it today as we hear God's holy word tell us this truth as well. The question really is how we apply this truth to ourselves. And unfortunately, when we hear a text about different gifts being given to differing people, it seems all too often that our first inclination is to focus on those gifts that we don't have. And then to use that as some sort of excuse for not doing this thing or that thing in the church. But if we read a text like for today and say, well, there you have it. I never could do this or that because God just hasn't given me this gift or that gift. Well, then we've really missed the point of our text. Even if that statement were true about the gifts and the particular situation, it still is not how we are to focus our minds after hearing these words. No, we instead are to do three things as we hear this word today. First and foremost, we should stop and give thanks to God for the wonderful way he crafts his church. We should be amazed at how God does know what needs we have and then provides people in order that those needs might be met. And the second way is the, much the same but a little more specific. 
We should also thank God for the very specific gifts that he has given to brothers and sisters in this body of Christ. Whether they live right here in our congregation or whether we get to interact with them in the larger church. We should affirm when we have the chance those particular gifts that other people have by telling them about them. Not in order to boost up their ego, but so that they might know well what gifts they have in order that they might put them in service to Christ and his church. And finally, of course, we should not look at the gifts that we do not have and mourn that or think of it as an excuse not to do something. But instead, we should be thinking about what gifts we have been given <clears throat> in order that we might put them to work in Christ's church. We should listen to others both in our immediate context and in the larger context of the world, when they tell us that we seem to have a particular gift. And then we should look for opportunity to use that gift in the work of the church as well as in the world. Now, I should be clear here, there are certain things that all Christians are to do, that we're simply called to do as Christians. They require no specific gift other than the blessed gift of faith that comes through the Holy Spirit and that is lived out in love. So we can't say that, no, I won't love God or remember the Sabbath day or something like that because I don't have a particular gift. There's all sorts of things we're all gifted in general to do, but we're speaking about something different this morning. And we should also remember that we should then take those gifts that we are given and put them to use. I suppose there might also be the rare occasion when God calls us to do something rather particular, which we have no aptitude for in advance. But if he does so, the scriptures assure us he will give us exactly what we need in the moment to do it. But most of the time, we live in those basic ways of faith and love and hope and joy, with all and for all. And then we look for particular ways that our particular gifts can serve Christ and his church. For Jesus, he loves to give gifts. He is, in fact, the gift giver. We heard in our gospel reading today how Jesus, at the wedding in Cana, provided a gift for that feast. He turned water into wine. And why? Because there was no wine. It's as simple as that. He was meeting a need. And this is what Christ always does. He meets needs. Just as he was meeting a need there at the wedding in Cana, he meets the needs of his church by giving particular gifts to particular people within it. Thankfully, God is such a gift giver that he not only gives specific gifts to specific people, but he has all sorts of gifts to give to all people. And that's important for us to know today as well. Because as we think about the gifts that God has given to us and others, we will also recognize that at times we have not dealt with those things as we should. And so as always, we thank God that he always has this gift of forgiveness to offer to us as well. Yes, he forgives the sins of people who have been gifted in certain ways and yet not, and have not used them for the common good. He forgives people that sometimes get so focused on the gifts that they don't have that they can't even see the gifts that they do have. He washes away the sins that we have of being thankless for the gifts that he has given to us 
the gifts that he has given to others that serve our common good. Yes, he gives us his gift of forgiveness. And he gives that gift to all alike, fully and freely, on account of his death and resurrection. And interestingly today, on a day where we hear about him turning water into wine, he specifically today delivers us his forgiveness in wine. Now this wine that we will receive today, well, it's even better than the stuff that was there at Cana at that wedding. Now, I'm not talking about the quality of the wine that we've chosen to use for the celebration, but I am talking about the thing that God will do with it. For indeed, just like he did a miracle at Cana, he will do a miracle here. And with that wine, he will serve to us the very blood of Jesus. And having received that blood of Jesus, all of the sins that we have spoken of, and many more which we have not spoken of specifically today, they will all be forgiven. Because Jesus, he is a gift giver. Forgiveness to you, it's yours this day. His son's life to you, it's yours as well. And his gifts, his many and various gifts scattered throughout his church, in particular people, in particular places, scattered throughout his beautiful creation, he gives that to you as well. How good he is to us. How good is Jesus, the gift giver. Amen.